When my son Daniel first asked me to take him camping, I was a bit surprised. Until then, he had never really shown any interest in such things. It caught me off guard so much, I jokingly accused him of being an alien. After a moment of laughter, he told me the reason for his sudden interest. He said that his good friend Peter had just returned from a camping trip with his dad and had been telling him about all the fun they had. As I listened to this recounting, I could feel my fatherly instincts beginning to boil. There was nothing on my mind aside from destroying Peter and his dad at their own game. I smiled at Daniel and told him that I would take him camping as soon as I got some free time off work. A few weeks had gone by and I had taken some time off from my job. During my off hours leading up to my mini vacation, I did my best to research all there was to know about camping. I had only gone camping a couple of times as a child, so all the activities involved had been lost on me. There was no way I would let Daniel or, God forbid, Peter find out. However, during all this, my wife Laura decided to just take a step back and not get involved in our little excursion. I called her a coward for not committing herself to the destruction of Peter's family, but that did little to change her stance on the matter. Eventually, the weekend arrived. That Friday, I picked Daniel up from school and took him home. When we entered through the front door, I watched his eyes light up at all the supplies. I had organized a large tent bag, which rested at his feet. Some sleeping bags leaned against a table, and bags of rations mostly as mores and snacks, sat near two fully loaded backpacks. I asked Daniel if he was ready to brave the wilderness with me, and he nodded with stern resolve. Once we loaded up the car, Laura told me with sincerity to be careful. While I often like to joke about situations, I promised her everything would be fine. Daniel and I both hopped into the car, and off we went. During my research, I had found a couple of locations to camp at. Daniel had told me earlier that Peter and his dad went camping at the lakeside campgrounds, which were the closest to our town. I scoffed at such an obvious location as if I were some campground expert. Our location would be in a forest, nearly two hours north of our town. After answering around a million questions and playing I spy until images started to blur together, we arrived. We pulled off the road onto a winding stretch of coarse dirt that snaked its way through the trees. Our car bounced and rattled the entire time. Another 20 minutes or so passed before we encountered a clearing. We parked the car off to the side and Daniel looked at me expectantly. I asked him if he was ready, to which he nodded excitedly. We both stepped out of the car, retrieved our backpacks, and I hoisted the tent onto my shoulder. We walked a few meters away from the car and began to set up our campsite. After fumbling with the instructions when Daniel wasn't looking, I somehow managed to erect the tent, but despite my best efforts, it still had a slant on one side. We laid out our sleeping bags in the tent, and I told Daniel to find some sticks to get a fire going. While he was off scrounging for kindling, I skirted the tree lane for any loose logs I could use. With our resources acquired, I began the tedious process of starting a fire from scratch. After nearly 20 minutes of failing, I walked over to my car and retrieved a lighter. Within a few seconds, the dry brush caught the flame and a few minutes later, 
we had a roaring campfire. I took a moment to appreciate the technology before I called Daniel over. We sat together, making esmores underneath the changing sky as the sun was beginning its descent. Around an hour after dusk, I told Daniel it was time to sleep, and with a yawn, he nodded. I tapped the smoldering fire with my boot a few times, and the embers began to die out as we climbed into the tent and into our sleeping bags. Daniel and I listened to the sounds of the forest around us, the chirping of the crickets, the slight rustling of the leaves in the wind, and the distant howl of some sort of coyote. Before I knew it, my eyelids had shut, and I had drifted off. My slumber seemed to last only a few seconds while I felt something nudging my shoulder. I cracked open my tired eyes and looked around. Daniel was sitting next to me, staring at me in the dark. I asked him what was wrong, and he told me that he heard a noise outside of the tent. With my exhaustion getting the better of me, I told him it was probably just an animal and to go back to sleep. As I rolled over to my side and waited for sleep to take me once again, I heard it. It sounded like footsteps, two footsteps walking around our camp. If it were some type of animal, there would have been a gait or rhythm to it, but there wasn't. It sounded like a person walking around. They would take two steps, then stop. A minute or two would pass before I would hear them walk again. I rubbed my tired eyes and sat up in my sleeping bag. Daniel was lying next to me but still very much awake. With a whisper, I told him I would take a peek out of the tent to make sure there was nothing there. He returned a slight nod and I leaned forward. I quietly tugged at the small zipper and peeled it away slowly so as not to make a lot of noise. With the newly formed hole, I brought my up to it and looked around. With how dark it was outside and the long extinguished campfire, it was nearly impossible to see anything of note. Still, I scanned around carefully, hoping to catch a glimpse of whatever had been making that noise. I thought I spotted something moving near the trees, but after blinking my eyes, it was gone. I turned back to Daniel, who was now sitting up and looking at me quietly. I told him there was nothing to worry about and that we should just go back to sleep. As we both lay back down, I heard something that made my hair stand on end, the snapping of a twig directly on the other side of the tent where our heads were resting. I quietly sat back up and retrieved my flashlight from my back. Slowly, I unzipped the tent and crawled outside. Standing up outside of the tent, I felt a chill from the cold night air wrap around me. I shivered a bit before focusing on my goal. I turned towards where I had heard the noise and switched on my flashlight. The beam of light punctured the darkness, and at first, I saw nothing of note, just the grass and the outline of trees in the distance. Then, it stood up on the other side of the tent. This figure towered above our small tent and, despite me looking directly at it, I couldn't believe that I was seeing it. It was human-like in appearance, with limbs longer than its torso jutting out from the shoulders and hips of its body. Its skin seemed smooth, though it was hard to tell with the amount of dirt covering its body. Its head was nightmarish and massive. It had huge eyes that were set deep into its skull, the eyes themselves were black, but when I shined my light on them, two pinpoints of light within the dark eyes reflected back at me. Its mouth seemed to stretch across the entirety of its face, 
like an exaggerated grin. My flashlight shook rapidly in my hand, and I was shivering once again, but this time not from the cold. After a moment passed, I heard a noise that made my heart sink to my stomach. Daniel called out to me, asking if I could see anything. When his tiny voice carried out from the tent, this thing before me twitched and turned its attention to my son's voice who was still inside of the tent. It seemed like it was drawn to the sound of my son's voice. Its face angled down towards the nylon material. Its smiling mouth began to widen, then its lower jaw dropped nearly a foot long. A row of thin, razor-sharp teeth lined the top and bottom of its mouth. It raised its unnaturally long arm high up into the air, and I realized then what it was going to do. My body reacted on its own, and I reached my hands inside the tent, grabbing onto Daniel, and I pulled as hard as I could. Daniel and I came crashing to the ground as this thing assaulted and tore through our tent. During the onslaught, I helped Daniel by placing my hand over his mouth as his tears began to coat my hand. We stared silently as this thing eviscerated our tent. During this, one of our bags had been sent flying towards us, crashing right next to me. Realizing it was my bag, I reached over and felt through the pockets before finding my car keys. I whispered into Daniel's ear that when I gave the signal to run for the car as fast as he could, despite his distress, he nodded. A few moments after the creature started attacking our tent, a noise drew its attention off into the woods. It turned towards the sound, and that's why I told Daniel to run. We both rose to our feet and dashed towards our car. A deafening shriek filled the air behind us as we ran. Right before we made it, I rapidly clicked the unlock button, and we both entered the car, slamming and locking the doors behind us. I started the car, and when the lights came on, that thing was standing directly before us, an angry grin plastered across its elongated face. I threw the car into reverse, and we backed out of there. I spun the car around in the soft dirt, and we drove the trail back onto the main road, trying desperately not to crash in the process. We didn't stop driving until we made it home. The entire drive, Daniel didn't say a word, he just sobbed quietly in his seat while I struggled not to do the same. Since that day, I've decided to never take my son camping again.